Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of TRP Recovery. It's your host, Nikkel, and today I'm so excited to be bringing on another guest, and it's my good friend, Monique Brown. Today we're going to be discussing a really hot button topic that happened a few weeks ago um, in regards to Chloe Haley and her participation in the Busted Challenge that was viral on Instagram. For those of you who are unaware, um, that challenge was essentially a rendition of the rapper Nelly's song, It's Getting Hot in Here, um, and they combined it with uh, Megan Thee Stallion's uh, hit single, Bust It. And so essentially, it would start off with Nelly's song, and then by the time it got to Megan's song, um, the participant would essentially, you know, kind of like go down and just have a ball on the ground. God bless them and their knees because I know I'm only 26, but my knees don't act the same way anymore. <laughs> but um, essentially, Chloe Bailey became um, a hot button issue because I assume because of um, just her her beauty and the fact that she's a very voluptuous um, young woman. And so she received a lot of pushback and a lot of, quite frankly, bullying surprisingly from women who kind of fell on so many sides of the argument, whether that was them telling her that she needed to put more clothes on or that she was just acting in this manner to grab more attention from men. And it was just so striking to me because there were other folks who had participated in this challenge um, and they didn't receive the same backlash. And there were other challenges that were, quite frankly, more explicit. And when male participants actually joined in, we didn't see the same kind of backlash. So Monique and I really wanted to discuss this and especially put it on from the lens of the church as well, because this is something that women, regardless of where you fall, you tend to come to a point in life where you are judged so harshly and so critically in comparison to a man if he were in the same situation. So sit back, relax. I hope you have some tea because this one is really, really good. <laughs> Hello, my love, my mo. I'm so good. How are you? I am good. You're looking beautiful as always. Aw, thank you. So are you. I love your hair. Thank you. And I love your hair. Like, your ombre is just killing me. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you're you. You're welcome. So I wanted to really chat with you about um, the situation that happened with Chloe Bailey a few weeks ago. And particularly the backlash that she received from not just, you know, social media, because that's really new. That's not new, yeah. I should say. But okay. the backlash that she received from women, fellow women in particular, and really yeah. trying to understand why is it that we as women are so judgmental towards each other sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, obviously there's a combination of things. I think my main, the main issue that I had with the situation and like um, what really infuriated me the most was that like, this isn't like, you know, obviously it was the the whole busted challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And so we had been seeing over like the past like few weeks, there were a bunch of people that were doing the challenge. Like it wasn't just them. 
and it wasn't something that they started. Um, everybody was like everyone was doing. You had Cardi B doing it, I think. Um, uh, Meg The Stallion was doing it. I think Lizzo did it at one time. There's these, there's all these people that were doing these challenges, and then it was all of a sudden it became an issue when they were doing it. And I, I know of Chloe and, and and Haley, and I know of their music and stuff like that. I don't know who they are as people, but I just found it very odd that. Um, because I do know that some of the um, the thing too that happened was that I think they had just gotten on Instagram or just gotten on TikTok yeah. around that same time, and so I just found it very like interesting how like they picked on them, and it was just like, but for why? Like they didn't do anything. Like they were doing, they were basically doing the exact same thing. And if we could be really honest, I felt that her her challenge was probably the more tamed of the other ones. Exactly. Like. They were like, it was so tame. So I think it was, for me, it kind of goes back to like this idea of what, um, of jealousy and, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing women who are confident in who they are, confident Mm -hmm. in their, in their sexuality in a sense of like how they identify themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that there, it was just a really big projection of insecurity that happened. And unfortunately that happens a lot, like where, see a woman who is so confident in who she is and confident in her body and her image. I think of Lizzo, you know, how when she first came out and, you know, she was sitting there busting it up and, <laughs> and, and she's wearing all of these kind of outlandish things or whatever and being super yeah. confident. And you have all these people who are just like, why is she wearing this? Mm-hmm. Why is she dressing mm-hmm. like this? Like, mm-hmm. she's a big girl. She knows better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not the one to, you know, be busting it open for nobody. First, my boy, my boyfriend would like literally kill me. Like he's like, bust what? Bust where? What you busting? And like, I ain't busting nothing. Okay, he'd kill me. But but and and also I'm a child of God. You know, so I'm sure God would be looking down on me like, what you doing? Hey, hey, what are you? What? So I'm like. You better bust your clothes, girl. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so I definitely, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not. So like, I'm not necessarily like saying like everyone should just go bust it open somewhere mm-hmm. or, or you know show it on the internet. But however, I think the thing that I didn't like was that you know it was our fellow black women that were the main ones that were like in their own way trying to correct her or maybe protect her but you know when you think about Jesus you know obviously I'm I'm a Christian and a faith mm-hmm. is a really huge part of me mm-hmm. but you know when you when you look at the life of Jesus the the first like one of my favorite stories of uh, you know in the bible or whatever was that of the adulterous woman she literally got caught in the act of adultery all of these men came and i would presume bust through where she was you know in the act right mm-hmm. caught in the act mm-hmm. and dragged her and humiliated her to to Jesus right and and brought her to to Jesus's feet and was just like we caught this woman right and was basically trying to catch him slipping and seeing what he would say he they used her, her as a mockery of that and I love what he did he he first of all he literally was like <laughs> He, he like started writing on the ground like this mad random like yep. you know Jesus sometimes just does it's like the most random is very <laughs> random like I'm just like oh Jesus she's gonna start writing on the ground I wonder like if I was that woman I'd be like 
what is who, What's going who on? did y'all bring me to? <laughs> like, right? But he said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. He he protected her in front of in front of those men who were judging her. Mm-hmm. And then after they left, he turned to her and said, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But he protected her first in front um, from the crowd and then corrected her. Mm-hmm. So how is it that we allow people to to talk badly about our own sisters and then correct them in front of people completely humiliated her to the point where she felt like she had to make a whole IG post and was crying and just completely embarrassed. Jesus would never do that to us. So why do we feel like we have the right to do that to to other people? I just and that was that was the main thing that really upset me. Like mm-hmm. that girl didn't probably didn't do any worse than what we had already seen. But yet none of y'all felt the need to go onto those other people's posts and correct them. But mm-hmm. because she's what? Like, I don't even know what even would have been the reason why. Like you guys completely and utterly humiliated her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Girl, you said so much, man. It's it's something that's super interesting to me because I feel as though because like Haley and Chloe kind of grew up in front of our eyes people have a really hard time adjusting when women start to become when young girls start to become women and that they are confident in like the sensual part of their womanhood right and unless it's something that's actually um well, obviously, depending, like, for us, like, we're Christian, so there's, like, a certain, like, um, standard that you have to abide by, right? Yeah. But for anybody else, it's this really, like, hard thing. It's, like, either you are the Virgin Mary or you're the slut. It's, like, there is no in-between. There's no gray area at all. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's very, it's it's very odd, and I, I, I think, and you're right, there is a, um, that's why I said in, in the beginning, I feel like there was a level of them feeling like they were trying to protect them in a, mm-hmm. in a sense, like this, like righteous, like I need to protect their, their, mm-hmm. their, their virginity mm-hmm. because of that image that we, that we see of them. But we mm-hmm. don't know these people. We know only the image that they show us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you take, when you take someone that has been a child actress or a child artist, and then now they're blossoming into this, uh, into their womanhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you still have like this image of them. It's very interesting how people um, attach so closely to that image that they had of them in their mind. And then forget that there are years of, of behind the scenes of things that we just don't see or don't know about them at all. And, and we're then, not entitled to. And we are not entitled <laughs> to that. And I think that's really, that's actually a really important thing to talk about is boundaries. Like how we, how do we follow or stand, right? Stand culture. Mm-hmm. How are we able to properly show our affections and appreciations to the artists that we love more than anything without treating them like babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, that's the main thing, but going back to it, like, you know, talking about identity and a woman being, being a woman and stuff like that especially when we're talking about Christians, I think we so often are ready, like I said, to just correct people yeah. without without even actually knowing, do they even submit their allegiance to to Jesus? Right? Like like we 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 project our own our own standards um onto people 
and they don't even they don't even know that there's a God in heaven who loves them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are we how are we going to how are we going to project a standard when people don't even understand where that standard comes from? Exactly. It's very it's very we we have a very backwards way of evangelizing in this country. It's, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. It's very, very judgmental. And it reminds me of this quote that um, I forget who said it, but it's like, I have no problem with your Jesus. It's your Christians that I have an issue with. And it's that constant like imagery that we see about mm-hmm. Christianity. It's like we want to evangelize. But what image are we showing to people outside of the church about how loving Jesus is, how gracious he is, how forgiving he is, how welcoming he is, when in actuality, what we're doing, like you said, is projecting our standards, our insecurities, our judgments onto other people. It's like, why would they ever be open to even considering God, a conversation about Jesus, if this is what they're going to receive up front? If the first thing I ever tell you is that you can't, you're, you're not, you don't, mm-hmm. you are, you are this, you are blah, in a negative connotation, connotation, then how are they supposed to know that there's a God in heaven who, who actually thinks that they're beautiful and mm-hmm. smart and intelligent and has put so many gifts and talents and creativity mm-hmm. and a spirit that is like his own inside of them? And it's just waiting to be activated. How are they going to know all that if the first thing they hear is that <laughs> you don't need to be busting up for nobody? Like, I don't okay. even know you, ma'am. <laughs> right? It's like, ma'am, I've never even met you a day in my life, mm-hmm. and, but yet you're spewing that I'm going to hell because I I wore a too high of a of a of a slit. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. For somebody, for someone who doesn't, right? That's what I'm saying. Like going back, like making that differential. We don't know what they pledge their allegiance to. Mm-hmm. So if you're calling yourself trying to be a protectorate of their of their faith, mm-hmm. you don't even know what they even if they even believe, mm-hmm. right? So so it's one thing if someone's like professes to be a Christian and then they go and bust it open. Then that could be a, it's a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Not to the point that they made that girl cry. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like you go again, you correct <laughs> you correct in private before you start correcting in public. Exactly. But, but I think that the you you trying again, trying to project your own your own standard on somebody when they don't even they're they don't even know what that even means. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I can't do that? What do you mean I we we have to learn how to be not accepting of what the world does, but we have to be more open hearted to people who are still walking the journey. Exactly. And I think that that's really like we don't we we don't do that really well. Like we actually do that really horribly. Mm-hmm. That you know the minute that we come to faith or the minute that we you know get a revelation of mm-hmm. what this uh, what this means for us to walk walk it out, we mm-hmm. uh, automatically want everyone else to get to that same level like faster. And it's like you forget the months and the years that it took you to even get to this place. Oh, holier, higher, Mother than Teresa, thou. higher mm-hmm. than thou person. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God, Mo, you're coming for everybody today. <laughs> and she's I woke me. up. I woke up with violence on my mind. <laughs> oh my God! And you know something else that's really interesting about it too is that it's this hypocrisy that we see both inside and outside of the church about the standards for women versus yeah. men. So 
that same exact timeline, there was like a whole thing on Instagram going around that Trey Songs released some type of like, you know, tape. And mm. everybody was super receptive to it, <sighs> making jokes about it. Women were, you know, kind of like saying like how, oh my gosh, he's amazing, this, this, that, and the third. But just a few days ago, you dragged this poor girl what? through the mud. Dragged for, her through the dirt. For something that was not at the same level. I'll even give you one more. The silhouette challenge was happening at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And there were men that were doing the, like, you know, the silhouette challenge, mm-hmm. it, you know, yeah. it's the part of the song, like it. it shuts mm-hmm. down. And then all of a sudden you just see kind of like this red and then like the person is like the black figure, but it's a yeah. silhouette of yeah. their body. Mm-hmm. Men were doing that mm-hmm. and showing a, a, a print, print, mm-hmm. yep. right? And some mm-hmm. of them were fully naked showing the mm-hmm. entire area. Mm-hmm. And all of y'all was just sitting there in the comments because I watched. <laughs> I watched. Some of y'all was in those comments, just like, "Oh my God, what that do? What that thing do? Huh? Yeah, just want to bust it open there." But then that poor girl didn't even do much of nothing. All of a sudden, oh my God, how dare you, ma'am, 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 <laughs> sir? Yeah, it just speaks volumes to like how, as like we as women, have internalized it. The standard makes no sense to me. It's so, it doesn't make sense. Like, make it make sense. (laughs) Make it make sense to me because I don't get it. I I really don't understand it either. And it's the tactics that really, really disturb me in terms of using shame. Shame is such a toxic way to try to correct behavior or try to even change people's perspectives or just give them a different idea of what things could look like or be like. And we talked it's about what it right we at know. the top. Exactly. <laughs> Shame, it just allows people to like internalize and then to go in a different direction because nobody wants to stay where they're being judged and where they're being shamed. So how do you think like we as women and you know, both in and outside the church could do better for situations like this empathy Mm. honestly empathy it could have been it would have been it should have been Mm -hmm. had it not been right Mm -hmm. this idea of trying to like remembering where we were um and i'm talking specifically about those who who submit their allegiance to jesus Mm -hmm. you remember the the moments when the lights were off and then the minute that Jesus in- encountered your life when they were ta- turned on and mm-hmm. you were revealed this beautiful world where you be- you came into relationship with a savior who loves you more than anything. You remember that moment. Yep. So how dare you come at somebody any other way except with love and empathy and acceptance and grace and mercy that has been afforded to us? How dare you not? extend the same thing to other people Mm. how dare you Mm. and I think practically speaking like it's just first of all minding your business because like it's social media and like you know what like you don't know these people you don't have any real relationship with these with these celebrities right Mm -hmm. so how dare you go onto their page and try to 
like in part your own uh, standards to them. But this happens all the time, mm-hmm. even with the people in our own world. And so the one thing that I do, that I try to do to the best of my ability is just to practice empathy. It's just to, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to make you feel what you are doing is wrong until we have proper relationship with each other, until Mm -hmm. we have had a conversation, until I know that, until you understand that where I am coming from is a place of love Mm -hmm. and a place of, I want you to be better. I want you to do better. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I'm going to correct you. Mm -hmm. But if we just, if we just now meet each other, I'm not going to like, I'm just not going to do that. This is crazy. I'm just not going to do that. Because, mm-hmm. because you're not going to understand it. You're going to take it from, you're going to take it from a, a completely different place. And it's, and it's not going to be effective. I think yeah. a lot of the times that a lot of the things that we're seeing is people being frustrated or Christians being frustrated when they're correcting somebody, but it's, but it's because the person that you're correcting has no knowledge of your, of your love for them. So are they supposed to just choose or say, oh Yeah. They're supposed to just accept that when you tell them that you love them the first time, that every other time that you correct them, that they're just supposed to accept your correction. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. like that's not how it works. So choosing, like, I think overall, just choosing empathy, just just learning to just be empathetic to the people that is around us. And if it was me and and I wanted and, and I did something wrong. I would want more than anything for someone to pull me aside mm-hmm. in the correct, in the right way, in the, in a, in a kind way. Hey, mm-hmm. I love you, but what you did was not right. And mm-hmm. this is why mm-hmm. let's get better. Mm-hmm. Right. There is so, there is always a better way to do stuff. And until we as a society figure out that like, you know, you know, someone said it, uh, um, color, color conferences yesterday and mm-hmm. it was amazing. And one of the speakers it's a women's conference for those who don't know. Um, um, it's, a, it's a women's conference that champions women. It's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that we do as a church. It's incredible. Yeah. But one of the speakers, um, I think it was Christine Kane. She brought up a really interesting point about like, kind of like the reason why we see a lot of, of the discord and chaos and like, you know, the discord mm-hmm. or um, yeah, just a lot of the turmoil that we're seeing right now Yeah, is because people are not feeling seen. And because they're not, because they don't feel seen, they act out. So that way people can see them. That is so good. I know. I was like, oh, wow. I was, I jumped. I was like, oh, oh, that'll preach. That, that'll, that'll preach. But, but because people don't feel seen, they're, they're acting out and they're lashing out Mm -hmm. in, in all these ways in order to, or in order to feel like somebody mm-hmm. cares about what they're what they're trying to say, mm-hmm. that they care about their lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and until we all calm down, and that's on both sides, mm-hmm. until until we calm down and just and just listen to people, to see, like to see people and to see their humanity and see what they're going through and see the concerns that they have over their families, over themselves. Like until we, until we care about people, like truly care about people, we're always, there's always going to be this huge divide uh, between conservatives, liberals, men, mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. even within those own, own parties. And even within us, especially as black women, yeah. you know, like I've, there have been so many moments where I, 
I, I'm not very much like your standard black woman, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very much a, a nerd, <laughs> like mm -hmm. for a lack of a better term. I love I love comic books. I love anime. Mm -hmm. I love Korean mm -hmm. dramas. I love <laughs> I listen to K-pop all the time. Like, that's yeah. literally all I ever listen to. Yeah. Like, I like I am very much I don't necessarily do the things that normal black women or what the stereo stereotypical the stereotype. Exactly. exactly. I don't follow the stereotype in any way. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, that was always like the thing where it was just like, oh, you're weird. Right. Yeah. Well, why am I why am I weird? Because I'm me. Mm -hmm. And so having feeling having to feel like you have to conform to those to that stereotype in order mm -hmm. to fit in, it, it caused me a lot of grief, like for a long mm -hmm. time growing up and you know, feeling like I, I wasn't enough or that I wasn't I wasn't a part of the of the cookout, if you will, because yeah. I would much rather want to be watching anime than to watch Girlfriends. Not to say yeah. that Girlfriends is not a Girlfriends is a fantastic show. show. Mm -hmm. Fantastic show. Mm -hmm. But that was just not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. like at the time. And I and, and what I would like to do is just watch, you know, a bunch of like beefy cartoon characters <laughs> scream at each other for hours. <laughs> Oh my god you you stated like excuse me so much because it's like people are not a monolith like even with us with, as black women people expect you to look a certain way sound a certain way and then when you don't it's like people struggle to kind of like understand well I had this idea of what you should look like what you should yeah. act like what you should be like and you're not fitting what I think you should look like therefore mm -hmm. something must be wrong with you and exactly. the heartbreaking experiences it's like for me personally it's like I could take it from like other people who are not a part of it but when it's the people who are around you who you're supposed to feel safe with and comforted by and they're the ones also putting those things on you that's heartbreaking and that's why you can have folks who feel as though like there is no place for me in church there is no place for me in Christianity. There is no yeah. place for me with conversations about God. There, it's just not there because I don't fit like the stereotypical blueprint for what it's supposed to look like. And there is no such thing. That's exactly why we have the story of Jesus, why we have him, because he came to eradicate all of those different principles that were established, all of those different things that the religion was based on to show us that it doesn't matter what you do your works is not what makes me love you. I love you because of who I am, not because of what you do. And, and that, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, and another thing, like it reminds me of um, the story about the woman at the well, about mm, not being yes, seen. Yes. Not being seen. And because of all of the shame that was directed towards her, she internalized it. And instead of living in her full power, she isolated herself. And she started to think like, well, I've been through all of this. I've had five husbands. Well, Jesus actually told her that, you know, you had five husbands because she wasn't going to admit that up front. Yeah, actually, you have five husbands. It's like, the one oh. that you're living with right now is your <laughs> husband. I was like, well, then talk about like putting all of my stuff on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but if you even notice, but if you even notice that, Mm -hmm. that story right mm -hmm. uh, and then i'll let you go but mm -hmm. with the thing that i found so curious was that jesus would never call her out in front of people and he didn't like and he didn't he mm 
he waited. He knew exactly where he needed, like, you know, the, 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 mm -hmm. this is pointed out all the time, but like he, Jesus, he said, it said Jesus had to go to Samaria. Mm -hmm. The way that they took, he didn't have to go to Samaria. Mm -hmm. He, he wanted to go to Samaria. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. And like, and it, again, it goes back to just how loving and kind our God is. That mm -hmm. he didn't need to actually go. If you actually look at the the map or that map of that time, it mm -hmm. actually took them longer to mm -hmm. it took them longer to go to Samaria the way that they took mm -hmm. than the way that they than the way that they actually ended up um, taking or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I and it was like he needed to meet with her, and he met with her where she was. He didn't he didn't like hey yo come outside like. <laughs> I, like when everybody else was there or whatever, or was just like, hey, yo, where your girl at? Like, mm -hmm. he literally, he waited at high noon when it was hot, when yep. it, everybody was gone, because mm -hmm. he knew that she would be there, and he yep. wanted to meet with her there. And yep. I think that that, that shows, if we want to be Christian, is to be Christ-like. If we want to be Christ-like, and we do stuff like that, we meet people where they are. Mm-hmm, exactly. And always, I think the biggest takeaway from this is just remember when you do things like that, you might think that, oh, well, they're a celebrity, like who cares? One, you see that it actually did make an impact because she read those comments and it it hurt her enough to feel like she owed random strangers an explanation about the content that she put on her personal page that you decided to follow. That you decided <laughs> to follow. You wanted mm -hmm. to follow her. Mm -hmm. If it offended you so much that she did that, there is a Un literal unfollow button. Right there. That's every year. And it it's like, yo, y'all feel like like, and that's the 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 downside about living in a a, a technology-driven world today is that people are like, I like I have to follow whatever mm -hmm. the Kardashians are doing. I ha mm -hmm. I have no 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 no. You don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. have to follow these people. You don't even have. To, to have a phone mm -hmm. you get to do these things you get to have these luxuries you exactly. get to live this life so don't be sitting here trying i have to do all of this oh i i have i have to correct it when i see it why who made you the the, the boss of that who like, died <laughs> and made you the judger of all judges <laughs> It's because it's a, it's a lack of accountability and not being able to see the impact. And I think that was also very powerful what Chloe did, even though like some people, you know, they argue it's like, baby girl, you didn't have to do that. And they're right. But I think it was also very powerful to see like, this is how your words impacted me by you saying this stuff. It literally made me feel as though I wasn't worthy enough to be where I am at and to express myself and to do this, this, that, and the third. We might have disagreements about whether or not, you know, it was the best way to do it or if it was appropriate. But again, like we've said, that depends on the standards that you live by. So if exactly. baby girl is not living to your standards, why are you projecting it onto her? You know what I mean? So it, it was <sighs> exactly like, what do you even say? It's like, there's nothing left to be said. <laughs> Is it because it's like it's one of like again like like you were saying like it's one of those things where where we saw the the, the thing that that said all the time when we were younger sticks and stones may break my bones but words no 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 no, no. words hurt 
Work and hurt like hell. And people remember those words. The physical they remember the feel. The, the verbal ones, they take a hard time to remember. It's a long, long time to, to un, undo the damage that those words say. Be mm-hmm. very careful. You know, the Bible talks about it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You have the ability to, to either speak life or speak death over people. Speak mm-hmm. life over people. Mm-hmm. You Christians. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's like, because like these people are so far removed, we get like these like shocking stories about so-and-so committed suicide or so-and-so did this, did that, they're on drugs. And then all of a sudden we want to be like, oh my God, God. I didn't know. How did this happen? happen? (laughs) It's like, um, shall we look at your Twitter feed? Shall we look at your Instagram? (laughs) We want to look at, we want to look at your history, (laughs) the history of comments that you put on this person. And that's the thing Mm -hmm. people, especially when you talk about celebrities, because they're so far removed from us, Mm -hmm. we don't see the impact of what, of what we, of our words. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very, again, it's very telling of the world that we live in right now that people don't, still don't understand the fact that these, these things, like at the end of the day, these celebrities have as high and mighty as they are Mm -hmm. in some ways that they're still people. They're still Mm -hmm. humans that are living life that, that go through, it, it may not necessarily be the same issues or things that we go through, but there's still issues and there's still life that needs to be had. So again, be careful with what you say and the things that you speak over these, the people, our leaders, our, um, the, mm-hmm. the people that you admire and respect, mm-hmm. be careful because mm-hmm. th- that comes back at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. and when it's all said and done and I'm, I'm in front of Jesus or God or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's just like, what did you do with the words that I gave you to say? I want to be able to say that I, I spoke as much life as I possibly can. And that's it. Drop the mic, the tea, everything you have, Mo. <laughs> 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 so what are three tips that you would give to anyone, but women in particular, because this is an area that's kind of been unique to us for like forever. So like, what are like three tips that you would give to them for women who have been on the receiving end of things like this. Remember who you are. I think that's really important. Just remember, uh, remember that they only know but a glimpse of you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, what you, what you show them is only but a glimpse of, of the vastness of who you are. So mm-hmm. remember that and remember that, that um, those things don't define you. For me, what has helped me is staying out of the comment section. Like, I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't have a huge following or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm not like, whatever mm-hmm. I have, like, but like four Instagram posts or whatever, mm-hmm. but especially when it's like, when it's stuff, when it comes to like, you know, the politics and like all that, just stay out of the comments, mm-hmm. just stay out of the comment section. Like my mom be ready to fight people. Like she'd be like, that is <laughs> not, da, 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 or whatever. And I, and I just don't. You know, I just, you know, we went through a, a leadership transition at church, you know, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and it was very, it was very public. Yeah. Um, I, I have not read any of those articles. I haven't watched any of those, those videos mm-hmm. that were made. Mm-hmm. I haven't even watched the interview, you know, mm-hmm. with the alleged person. I didn't do none of that stuff because mm-hmm. I needed to protect my own heart and be, you know, and, and, and that was a practical way for me to do that. When people are, are coming at you for being different, for being whatever, they don't define you in any way. So 
as much as as much as it's like hard or it sounds hard, um, just practice ignoring and and staying out of the comments because yeah. like stay stay out. Like if there there's obviously there's no trouble like and there's no real what's it called like way or there's not like any real substance that is there now. I feel like everyone just always has an opinion. Oh um, yes. They always they always have an opinion. And mm-hmm. and just because they have an opinion doesn't mean that it's right. Or and that's fact. I, or that, exactly, or that it's fact. And I think that we've bought into the lie that having opinion means that you are stating obvious truth. No, that's not, that's actually not it. A hundred percent. And so, and then I guess the last thing that I would say is just make sure that you have really good community around you. That in those moments that you don't remember that you, you know, life gets hard, stuff mm-hmm. happens, we, we fall, like, you know, we, we get, we get down in the umpity dump and, you know, mm-hmm. it just happens. Yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes it's, it's not enough for you to remember those things. It, mm-hmm. it, but it does change something when you have somebody else that can remind you for you too. And um, for me, this week was just really difficult because just, there was just a lot of stuff that was happening. And, you know, after color, I kind of put, I put a post up or whatever on Instagram mm-hmm. and kind of like talking about my experience and how encouraged I left. Mm-hmm. And one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, she, um, she, she reached out to me or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, um, and so like, we ended up talking for like an hour and then like, she was like, yeah, I've been going through stuff too. And it, it just mm-hmm. ended up becoming like this huge encouraging session. And I left so much more encouraged at the end at the end of that phone call that I have than I have felt in a very long time. And that just shows the power of community and putting yourself in a really rich, deep community of people who love you, who care mm-hmm. for you, who support you, um, and want to see you win. Like yeah. I think that we are so we get so used to and it, and the pandemic doesn't help this at all, but like this idea of being alone in an isolation mm-hmm. but then also like you know this culture of like I can do this life on my own I don't need nobody mm-hmm. no we were literally made for community like like God is a community oh. the father son and the holy spirit they were in it's, it's, it's a whole tribe so so let's not let's not think that we don't that we don't need we do we like we actually do um need mm-hmm. community and we need people um Mm -hmm. not in a sense of like in a negative way but to remind you in those moments to celebrate you when you when you need to be celebrated to be with you when you when you're hurting like I remember because it's coming up but my grandma passed away last year from COVID and I just remember all of you guys just coming around me during that time Y'all got me like gift cards and um and bought me flowers and mm-hmm. and you know I had so many of my friends come and give me treats and mm-hmm. you know make me like these very physical signs because obviously we couldn't be together and they couldn't we couldn't hug anybody but y'all showed y'all love for me in different ways and mm-hmm. I that had that impacted me and got me through that time so much and mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like had I not had. I had community and I just remember, you know, even outside of, of grief, of grief and stuff like that, just the, the, the sisterhood that I have been able to be blessed with over the years yeah. have really impacted me and my walk um, with Christ in ways that I never would have imagined, imagined. Yeah. ever. So 
yeah. So remember who you are. Stay out of comments. Just stay out of the comments and get into community. Like I think those are those are practice practical practical things that have helped me like really like you know really make sure that I that I'm protecting myself that I'm that I'm not being bogged down by the tropes and the stereotypes that you know our society wants to put on us because they're not true obviously so whatever (laughs) oh my god that was so good all right (laughs) so okay so we're gonna go into our final question and it's technically not a question it's more of a closing exercise that I like to do with all of my guests and basically what I want you to do is close your eyes okay and imagine yourself in a place where you feel the most at peace. It could be anywhere in the world with anyone. And you're sipping your favorite drink, could be tea, wine, whatever. And while you're in this space, you're just in a moment of absolute love, gratitude, and absolute comfort. What is one scripture or quote from a favorite book or anything that could describe that moment and that feeling for you? Ah, wow. I think the one that comes to mind is Romans 8. Uh, Neither death nor life, no angels, no principalities, um, nor anything else, nor heights or depths or anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Lord. Thank you so much, Mo. I love Thank and you for having you. me. This is so much fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love and appreciate you so much. And like, you have also been a very, you know, integral part of my development, not just as, you know, a woman of faith, but just as a person overall. And your support is truly immeasurable to me. So I really appreciate you. <laughs> thank you thank you for allowing me to be in your space like this and just who you are you are just an incredible gym that have that has so much to offer this world and I'm really excited to see all that all that God has for you and so it's been my honor to get to know you over these over this past year I'm gonna say years because it feels like I've known you for so long but it really has been like a year <laughs> it feels like years but it's always been like a year uh, the <laughs> pandemic it makes everything go by so fast but <laughs> yeah I know it's, but it's been it's been an, an honor so thank you so much for inviting me on I'm so excited and uh and yeah I love you <laughs> love you too boo thank you so much and do you have um any like Instagram handles or anything that you want people to follow you on do you have any like special activities like artwork or anything that you want to shout out right now yeah, I mean, I haven't posted in a while just because my life has been um, hell. Um, but um, I do, uh, I do diamond painting, which is so much fun. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a it's a cross between cross stitching and color by numbers. Um, and I have like these resins that are like these beads or whatever. How long does it take to do something like that? Oh my god! <laughs> um, the last I I have one that's up on my Instagram. So everyone can follow me. It's called justmo underscore DP for diamond painting. Mm-hmm. And so the completed one that I have on that took me about 55 days and about 219 hours. Oh my God. Yeah. That... Like 200... Yeah. 219 hours over the course of 55 days. 
Okay. Well, besides so. you clearly talented <laughs> with the artwork, you have a talent <laughs> with patience and persistence. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's actually, it's actually a stress reliever just because of like mm -hmm. the monotonous of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always been like a super uh, artistic person. So, but I, I, I don't necessarily have the I have an imagination, but it's not an imagination that I can put to practical use. Mm -hmm. So this was like the perfect cross for me. <laughs> and then I didn't even have to think about it. It was just making sure that the right symbol mm -hmm. was involved. Like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> yes, I could do. So that was, but but yeah, it, it actually is a lot of fun. And yeah. um, I love working on projects and stuff. And you never know what you get. So mm -hmm. it's always just, I mean, you do know what you get, but like, you know, you don't necessarily see how it like turns out until like you get like the finished product, product of it. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love it so much. So, so yeah, I'm hoping to get back into it soon just because, you know, work and everything has just been, um, just a lot has been consuming me, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't been able to do the thing that I love, which sucks, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping to get back to it hopefully within like the next week or so. And, you know, it just... Yeah. And so, yeah, you, people can follow me on there and then just my regular Instagram handle underscore just mo, uh, just mo with three underscores in the back. Thank you so, so much, Mo. Guys, please check out Mo's amazing artwork and stay tuned for our next episode, which I will be announcing on Instagram next week. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.